Hello, welcome to Vet Club. That was like really quick and quiet for the music. I don't know, that's fine. <laughs> so welcome, this is uh, The Week. The Week. It's going to be a week, an uh, update from The Week. And it's October 16th. We never say the date. Are you going to start I doing it? do. Oh. I, the, put it I guess title. maybe for The Week shows you do. Because you need to know what week it is. I guess. It's just the next week. Like, it's going to be this past week because you're going to publish this, like, today. Well, people might listen to it in the future and they want to know. Yeah, too bad. You like, oh, keep was up I with on things. with Dr. Connor this week while That's she was probably going. a better reason not to say. <laughs> people are like, was she talking about me? No, I, I definitely, these, all of these are made up. And what if it's a This is never thing. from you real cases. things occasionally. What? <laughs> I'm not negative. Um, so we're going to talk this week about sodium. Salt. What? Sodium. Sodium. Yeah. Well, and a little bit of chloride. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah we'll talk about that, too, because we will talk about corrected chloride. Um, so the reason well, because we're gonna, potassium chloride is also a salt. Yeah. There's all sorts of salt. So we're going to talk about sodium chloride, um, the most common salt that people think of when they th- like table salt. Um, and it's really important. It's um, so sodium half of table salt is the most abundant and most important extracellular cation in the body. Um, yeah. So, it, so we're going to talk about it because we've, we had two cases this past week with abnormal sodiums, two different cases, different problems, different issues. One had a very, very, very low sodium, dangerously low sodium. And one had a very, very, very high, dangerously high sodium. And there are, some similarities between like what we do in these situations. So different causes, different things, but anytime the sodium is way off, that should cause um, clinicians to be like, "Uh Oh, Holy crap. uh, I, I gotta do something differently. And it's uncommon enough that I don't expect people to like have this memorized. Like, Oh, I know exactly what to do and I'm ready. But like they need to recognize like, Oh, this is, this is bad. And mm-hmm. if I don't remember exactly what I'm supposed to do, that is okay. But I need to look it up. I need to call somebody. who does. Yeah. I need to go listen to that podcast <laughs> where they talked about it. Um, or, you know, I, I need to look something up if, if you don't feel comfortable with this, because um, if you, you don't really nerd out about this kind of stuff or you weren't required to learn it, like during your ECC residency um, and, you know, go through that. And even so, like, I mean, I do nerd out about this stuff and I still have to like double check some equations because they, you know, they come up infrequently enough. Um, so, you know, the normal sodium, uh, you're going to look in your reference range for the blood work that you run, but normal sodium is somewhere in the ballpark of 140, 145 millimoles per liter. And that a couple things that are important about that, that tells you a little bit about sodium. It tells you more about water because um, you have to remember this is the concentration of sodium. And so if you change the amount of water in the body, um, that will be reflected in the sodium. Like we never measure body water like we don't have a test for that to be like how much water is there in the body like you get a report the patient back. wouldn't really survive most of <laughs> but oh, I mean, here's like, how much water he had yeah but like like if you were to try to figure out the amount i mean we talk about dehydration and we estimate it but we don't quantify um how much water but the sodium can kind of give us a sense of you know it tells us a little bit about what's or a arguably a lot about what's happening with the water. So if the sodium is really, really high, it could be because you don't have enough water. Um, And if the sodium is low, it could be because you have too much water. And in general, it does mean those things at least proportionately. So if you have too much sodium, you have um, too much sodium for the amount of water that you have. 
Um, and it could be that you have just too much sodium in the body that like it was, you took on a salt load and that does happen now and again, but most of the time it's a, it's a problem of water. Um, there wasn't enough water. And then for low sodium, the opposite is true. So you have, you can have an, an absolute free water excess, but we often refer to it as a relative free water excess. So there's too much water compared to the amount of salt that you have. So it might not, you might have the right amount of salt total in your body and just too much water, or you might not have enough. So there's, there's different things that are going on. But the reason it becomes so important um, and why it's so dangerous when the sodium gets really, really far from the normal range, do you know? Do you remember? Have we talked about this before? Um. It's because then your um, the cells can't transport stuff in and out of them. Um, I mean, technically, yes. Ultimately, that's the problem. But the major tissue, the major organ that is a problem is your brain. Um, well, it's it's a little slightly more complicated than that. It, it is your brain. Your brain is the organ that you worry about when the patient has a really, really high or really, really low sodium, and in and of itself, like it being really high or really low is not great because sodium, I said earlier, is the most important extracellular cation and that's true and it contributes the most to osmolality. Um, so keeping water where it belongs. Um, on the outside of the cells, sodium is, is the major player there. It's not true on the inside of the cells where um, it's potassium is going to be the most abundant intracellular cation. As far as the electrolytes, there are other things that have an osmolar effect, but as far as the ions go, the electrolytes go, it's going to be sodium on the outside and potassium on the inside of the cell. Um, and so if, and we're talking about the sodium content and concentration in the blood, which means on the outside of the cells, we don't really measure the inside of the cells. So what I know is the outside of the cell, the sodium's too high or too low, that's affecting the osmolality, which is going to be too high or too low, which is going to cause water to shift. Um, if the sodium is really, really high outside of the cell, then it's going to cause water to leave the cells and try to normalize or equalize the osmolality um, on the outside. And so that can cause essentially dehydration and like death of the cells potentially, or the opposite. If the sodium is really low, then water is going to want to leave the extracellular space and go into the cells and cause swelling. And again, potentially death of the cells. So the brain is like, well, that doesn't work. So we can't have this. And so the brain protects itself. So if your osmolality for any reason, in this case, you know, today we're talking about sodium, if the osmolality increases or decreases, the brain protects itself. So it will increase or decrease production of what is called idiogenic osmols. Um, and essentially it will, it will get rid of electrolytes. It will put them into organelles or release them from organelles. And then it will release other uh, molecules that have an osmolar effect. So it'll release them or reduce. So it will adjust internally. The, the cells in your brain will adjust internally the osmolality so that it doesn't lose or gain too much water. So the brain is like, hey, we don't tolerate this very well. We are very sensitive and therefore we have these additional mechanisms to sort of protect ourselves. Other tissues in your body um, are, I guess, a little more resilient and so don't have these natural protective mechanisms because the brain is pretty sensitive essentially to changes in, in water content, um, both up or down. And so it protects itself, which is a good thing. And it starts to protect itself pretty quickly when you have changes in sodium. And so that is conceptually really important for doctors to know, because if you come along and go, oh, the sodium is really, really low, I better fix that. Yes, that is a good plan, 
But if you fix it really quickly, quicker than the brain can adjust back the other way. Because basically this animal, this, this, this patient has, its brain has tried to adapt. And so you go, oh, that's really bad to have the sodium that low. And it's like, that's true. But the brain has been like, but that's okay. We, we've adjusted. Yeah, but the sodium's not low in exactly, the brain. Exactly. So it, it has made adjustments internally to fix that. So if you come along and you quickly raise the sodium or lower it in the case of hypernatremia, then the brain is like, bah, that's quicker than we can do it. We, we made all these changes and now we have to undo it all. You have to give the brain some time. And because if you don't, you will kill it. Um, so in the case of high, if you have a patient with a really high sodium and you quickly drop it down into the normal range, all that water is going to want to fly into the cells and you'll cause cerebral edema, brain swelling. Um, and that's not good. And then the other direction, if it's really, really low and you very, and you too quickly raise the sodium, then you will cause dehydration of those cells. And, um, it's interesting in this situation, but you get specifically central pontine. So a very specific part of the brain will like be like, we cannot handle this. Um, and it will die. So you get central pontine demyelinolysis and they die. And it's, I mean, like I'm making it very dramatic, but it, it's kind of what happens. And so what we have to do as clinicians, when we see the really high or really low sodium, one, try to figure out why, right? So that we can sort of stop that process. And then um, we have to very slowly correct this um, by not more than about 10 millimoles per liter per day. So if I, I said before, let's say normal sodium is about 140 and they come in with 110 you have a difference of 30 millimoles, you sh it, should it needs to take you three days to get it back to the 140. So not more than about 10 millimoles per day to give the brain a chance to readjust back to what it was supposed to be. So if you do it gradually, um, that has been shown in like studies in rabbits and then like case reports and case series and in, in people and other species. And you ever have rate. it where it's like, it's like, oh, it needs to get the, the sodium needs to change too quickly. For the brain, it's like uh, the, all the other organs are going to die if we don't go fast enough. But no, because the brain's fast. the most sensitive. And so the, the rest of them, no, you, you have to save the brain. That's just how it has to go. Mm -hmm. Now you can make small adjustments quickly. Like you can change it from 110 to 120 quickly and then leave it be. That's easier said than done. But in theory, you can do that. So you, you just can't change it by more than about 10 without giving the brain a chance to um, mm -hmm. adapt. Now, people talk about like chronic and acute hyper and hyponatremia. And if it's acute, then you can change it back quickly because the brain hasn't adjusted. The problem is in this situation, the, the brain starts to protect itself pretty much immediately. So if, unless you know, like essentially, unless it was caused by you, the hyper or hyponatremia, you should assume this has been going on long enough that the brain has adapted and you should go slow. So unless you're like, I gave too much salt in this thing and I caused hypernatremia mm -hmm. and I can quickly fix it. Like so I in this case, quickly. chronic would be like 12 hours. Yeah. Is chronic. yeah. Half a day is like, assume it's chronic. Mm -hmm. Like that's, it's enough because the, the brain starts to adjust yeah, immediately. When I think chronic, I think like weeks, months. Yeah. And normally when we say chronic, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about mm -hmm. longer periods of time. And that's why it's kind of a misleading way to say like acute versus chronic yeah. because pretty much all of the hyper and hyponatremias you encounter are chronic by that definition. Because again, the, the brain starts to adjust immediately and it maximizes its adjustment within about 24 hours. 
because it has to like that. Otherwise it couldn't protect itself. If it took it weeks, then you would die in the meantime. So that, that adjustment period that the brain undergoes happens quickly. Um, so again, the only time you can quickly reverse a hyper or hyponatremia is if you know that this has happened within the last hour. Like it went from super normal to super abnormal in a few hours, then you could probably, but like that never happens. Like it's just so it's, not going to uh, encounter that. Hypernatremic, meaning it has too, too high much. of a concentration mm-hmm. of sodium. And you give it like a bunch of fluids, you could kill it. Yes. But which is kind of like one of the things that people do is just, oh, just give yeah. fluids. Yeah, everybody loves to give fluids. Now, you might have to give fluids for other reasons. And you can give fluids, you just have to pick the right fluids. Oh, you have to give fluids with a bunch of salt in them or something? Yeah. So and this is this is the concept that I think is really like it's important. And I think it's actually fairly easy to wrap your brain around. I think, I don't know. You can tell me if this doesn't make sense, but normally, so like we talk about shock, right? And a patient is in shock and say they're in hypovolemic shock. You have to give them volume. And when we do, when we treat hypovolemia, we always want to give isotonic crystalloids. We, we talk about isotonic crystalloids, isotonic, meaning the same tonicity as your patient, isotonic, the same tonicity. And so usually those fluids are things like lactated ringers and normal saline or plasmalite, um, uh, plasmalite A, which is plasmalite 148 or um, Normasol R, um, which is a replacement fluid. Those are isotonic crystalloids, but they are isotonic to a normal patient, a patient with a normal sodium. And so if you have a patient with a really, really high or really, really low sodium, those fluids are no longer isotonic to that patient. They would be either hyper or hypotonic. And if you give a, like you never bolus fluids that are hyper or hypotonic, uh, well, I shouldn't say never. Um, You don't, you never bolus hypotonic fluids. That's never allowed. That's against the law. You'll go to jail. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, There are times when you will bolus, slowly bolus hypertonic fluids to pull fluid out of the cells or out of, like when you're trying to cause those fluid shifts. So you might do that. Um, But, Typically, we're talking about, I want to give something that is isotonic to my patient. And these proprietary commercially available fluids are isotonic to the vast majority of patients because their sodiums are around 140. And so the sodium content of all of the fluids I just listed is around 140. It ranges from 130 to 154. So they're all right around 140. But if your patient has a sodium of 110 or 180, that fluid is now like it's not within 10, right? Like generally you want to be within about 10 to consider it isotonic. That's now not within 10. And then you can cause fluid shifts that you don't want. So if you have a patient that has a really, really high or really, really low sodium and they need fluid, which happens quite frequently, you have to either choose or better make a fluid that is isotonic to your patient. And that's what I liked. And that's what we did a couple times this week. So we had one patient who came in with a sodium of 113, Um, So about 30 points lower than normal. And so we had to make up a bag of fluids. Um, That patient ended up going under anesthesia. And so I went to anesthesia and I was like, here is the fluid you can use. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Like, so I went to the farm, basically told our farmer, I said, I need you to take this type of fluid and add this much salt to it to give it, it should be 113 millicolents per liter of sodium when all is said and done. And then I brought that bag to anesthesia and said, this is the fluid. And the student, it was great, was asked, was like, so I don't like, 
people are saying this is the only fluid we can use, but I like why? Like nobody, nobody could explain to me why. I don't know if they didn't ask or whatever, but, um, but I was like, gotcha. And then I was like, because this is isotonic to your patient. So normally LRS or saline or whatever you use is isotonic to your patient because their sodiums are normal. That's not true in this patient. And he was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So like, that's just what you have to do. Now we also have, if you have a patient who is hypernatremic, their sodium is very, very high, but they need fluids because they're in shock and they're hypovolemic for, you know, whatever the underlying cause of their problems were. Same thing. You just have to make up a bag of fluids that is isotonic to that patient or pretty close. So if it's 189, then you want it to be right around 189. Like I usually just make it up to 189. And then you can bolus that fluid, you give that fluid, and you you expect that it shouldn't really change their sodium. So you're not trying to change their sodium at this time. You're just mm-hmm. trying to stabilize them, get their heart rate where you want it, all that kind of stuff. Then once you feel like you've got them reasonably stabilized, now you're like, I now I need to correct this sodium, but I have to do it over usually several days. Um, and that's, that's where you have to do math, which is what like intimidates some people. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. Um, and so what I usually advise people is go online <laughs> and Google the equation for either free water deficit or, which is if it's hypernatremic, you have to do a free water or a sodium deficit, a relative sodium deficit. So like that, you know, you just have to you don't memorize the equations. It's fine. Just Google it. It's right there. There are some um, like human medicine, like calculators where you just like put in the data. They don't always work. Um, some of them have limits like that patient is too, like it's not greater right. than 10 kilograms. Or, or if it's a cat. They'll ask you, is, is it male pounds. or female, adult, child, you know, so they don't always work. So you can always just look up the, the equations are not complicated. They're, they're really not. Um, it's usually just what's the normal sodium um, like, or what, um, what's your patient sodium or what's your target sodium? Like they, you can figure it out. They're, they're really not that hard. Um, Do they have then, one for animals? We just use the human one. But is there one for animals? I mean, it's the, yes, like it's the same one. Yeah. There, is there a calculator online? Yeah. No. Yeah, we should make that. That'd be oh. easy to do. Okay, we could do that. Yeah, it's yeah. just the equation. Yeah, we could do that. We could, yeah. All right, we'll do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty easy. I mean, the equation, it is. You just plug in the equation. Yeah. But yeah, if you put it in a thing where people go, oh, what you put in the values that they need to put in mm-hmm. and it just kicks out like, this is how much fluid you need to give. Yeah, yeah we could do that. Um, That's cool. All right, stay tuned for that. Um. <laughs> So yeah, the equations are not very complicated. Um, and then what that the, the equation will give you on either direction is either how much water in liters. Um, so like, you know, 0.73 liters is 730 milliliters. That's how much water you need to correct from whatever you put in. So what I usually do is I say, what is my patient? And then where do I want them to be? Um, so I, you know, I, 30 millicolons different, millimoles different. And then, then what I do is I say, okay, um, that 730 mils, whatever, I need to divide that over three days. So um, that, that's kind of how I sort it out. You could also use those calculators and say, okay, their sodium today is 113. And over the next 24 hours, I don't want to go above 123. So my target is 123. And then you just calculate how much fluid, yeah. but I just do it once because then you'd have to do it every day. Um, so you just, either way, or probably be about the same amount, but yeah. I don't want to change it more than 10 each day. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it ultimately is the same thing. So, and then, then you just kind of sort that out. So what, like, so what I will do is, so it's a patient that is hypernatremic. Sodium is too high. So I'll calculate their free water deficit. So it comes out to 730 mils, whatever. What did we put the numbers in? And that's the math that comes out. So I know I have to give them 730 mils of water, 
like just water in order to correct their sodium. Now I can't give plain water IV that is hypotonic and that will cause their cells to burst. Their red blood cells will burst. They will get hemolysis and they will die. But I need to give the, I don't want to give them excess salt because they already have too much salt or again, relatively speaking. I also have to factor in their normal maintenance. So yeah, they're just like drinking water. Well, there's that, but even just like, even if they're not drinking like fluid wise, I have to consider their normal maintenance. So they need water and salt for maintenance, but then this is what they need in addition to maintenance. Like this is what I need to correct it because if all I did was maintenance, then in theory, they would just stay exactly where they are, which is not where we want them to be. Mm -hmm. So I have their maintenance, which is going to be what it always is. And then there's, this is extra water in the case of hypernatremia. Um, but I need to be very mindful when I'm doing their maintenance that it's actual maintenance. And, and I've harped on this, I think on this show before, um, that like when people use replacement fluids like LRS as a maintenance fluid, it's way too much salt. And most of your patients can get away with, you can get away with that um, because they're not hyper or hyponatremic, their kidneys work, their hearts are okay. And so you can get away with that. But in a case like this, you, you can't. So you do need to be mindful of like, how much sodium do they actually need? Um, so I usually um, use the calculation of two milliequivalents per kilogram per day of sodium. Like that's maintenance sodium. So I factor that's that just in. just a standard. Yeah, it, kinda, you know, yeah. there are good studies in dogs and cats, but like, yes, extrapolating from other species and the little bit we do know, that's pro it's probably one to two milliequivalents per kilogram per day. Mm -hmm. We don't need a lot of salt. Your kidneys actually preserve or um, retain most of the salt that they see. So I do maintenance salt needs, maintenance water needs, and then extra water needs. And then I, then I figure out like how many milliequivalents of sodium is that in total? How many mils of water is that in total? And then I can either make up... Um, Usually I'll make up a bag of fluids that way. Um, if I do just the salt that they need, that fluid um, is probably going to be too low of tonicity to give IV. Um, so then I'll add like some dextrose to it just to increase the osmolality to make it safe to give. I think this topic needs easier words. Yeah. This is probably the main reason because you have all these weird biology words that yeah. are all stupid. Okay. Like osmolality, tonic, blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah, blah. That, that's a fair point. They're like fancy words for easy topics. Yeah. What words would you use? I don't know. Concentration. Yeah. Well. The concentration of the sodium. Yeah. Rather than. It isn't tonic. fully capturing the, the concept, but yeah, we could say that. The concentration of the sodium needs to match the concentration of the sodium in the blood. Yeah. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. That's essentially what it means. But there's other ways that I can. So if the concentration of the sodium is low in the fluid, I just need to increase the overall concentration or osmolality in the fluid by adding a different molecule like dextrose. Mm -hmm. So I can do that. So it does get kind of confusing. I, I don't know. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying you have to met like if you're out there and you're like, ah, I don't know what you But do, even just okay. talking about the topic, it's like there's no way to talk about it without using all it these fancy words. Yeah, it is hard. It is hard. Um, we probably should make a video because I can draw some. You'll have to do some animations mm -hmm. and show like cells exploding. Yeah, it's a very e simple. This, the concept you're is You're just changing simple. the concentration back to normal and yes. you have to do it slowly. Yes. Yes. But then you have all these big words. Well, concentration usually applies to just like the single molecule and we're talking about multiple where lots of things affect the osmolality. Con you wouldn't concentration isn't single molecules. Concentration is a general term. Okay, so if I'm talking about what's the concentration in the water, yeah, don't you have to say the concentration of what? Oh, I thought you meant a single molecule. Oh, not a molecule. single molecule. It's like no, no, a no, single no, molecule oh, has no concentration. Gotcha. No, no, no. I mean like 
I'm yeah. only talking about the sodium at this time. And yeah. then I'm talking about the dextrose. You can't talk about the concentration of all the things at once. Sorry. Yeah. yeah I didn't mean one single molecule. I meant one type of molecule mm -hmm. at a time. So yeah, each molecule has its own concentration. Yeah. And when you put all of those together, you can get one osmolality. Yeah. When I was and, teaching people, um, yeah. what was it? We do st like, stoichiometry stuff with yeah. chemistry. Yeah. You always have to write what molecule you're yeah. talking about with the concentrations and people are terrible at that. They'll right. eliminate the, the units moles of something with the moles of something else. You're like, no, like, that no, was those the, go, but they're both those, moles. No, this is this moles is, of uh, yeah. This moles of sodium. That was moles. That would of be chloride. like that'd be like saying one liter of water is the same as one liter of coke, <laughs> and that's not true. What are the cats being? No, doing? this is a tractor driving back and forth outside. Oh yeah, and he, he's driving with nothing. He's got like three spears, and he spears. Uh, yes, they are spears. Oh, um, and he'll have one uh, big bale of hay like the circle bales uh -huh. on the front and then two on the back. That's, that's he just drove back with nothing and it's terrifying. Funny. Spears. Okay. And kitten is stealing food. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. How do I make this clear? I think it's, yeah, with pictures. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. With pictures, it seems like this would be very easy. But I yeah. found this week to be really fun. Not going to lie. Yeah. Like this was fun for me. So the other thing I guess that you can learn from this Cause is you're flexing. Um, like fancy it's words. fun. Well, no, the words aren't impressing anybody <laughs> at work. Um, but it's <laughs> just confusing them. Probably. Here's here's if you if you learn nothing else from this, t the take home message is: Wow, Bobby got really excited talking about sodium and about these cases and like making up bags mm -hmm. of fluids. And so, if you have a case like this and you're like, "Holy crap, I don't know what to do," call your local criticalist. One thing you haven't said is <laughs> what haven't I? How said? do you know? How do you know what? That it's the sodium's. You off. have to measure it. How do you measure it? Um, with most simple blood tests, like a chemistry. Yeah. Or a blood gas or something. People know how to measure their sodium. I mean, they might not know. Like, they're going to put a blood sample in a machine and it's Is going it something to that they the should number. always look for? Like every yeah. blood chemistry just check? Yeah. So ideally. And not gloss over it. Yeah, that's, that's, are you leading me to something specific? So Topher heard me complaining about some things earlier. Um, so this week, so uh, particularly if you have a patient with neurologic signs, before you go to give it fluids, I generally always advise to check your electrolytes um, because um, in one of the cases we learned this week, like, oh, the reason its brain was unhappy was because um, the sodium was really high and we didn't find that out until we got the blood work results back. And if you do quick blood work results, that's great. If you do slow blood work, then it's like, oh, cool. I've been treating this animal for two hours and, um, you know, now it's kind of too late. So um, if you have point of care blood tests and you have a neurologic patient, like I think before you give any fluids, you should probably check these things. Um, that's my two cents. Is there crazy stuff happening outside? Toby's yeah, looking there was around. a car that just kind of stopped. We, we live on Do you need a to very call the cops? area. No, he drove the other way. I think he was doing a U-turn in the middle of the road. Oh, okay. But there was a car behind him. You're making me nervous. It's behind me. I'm like, we've been seeing a lot of scary movies lately, and now yeah. I'm getting all like, ah. It's not dark out yet, though. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so, yeah, we, we had some cases where I was like, yeah, we need to, we, let's check the sodium before we give this. Because the other thing is, um, some of the listeners will know, like when you have a patient with neurologic signs and you're worried about um, brain swelling, we've been talking about fluid shifts and things like that. And I said, one of the things you would do is to give a hypertonic solution to try to pull water from the brain. And so you might say, oh, this patient is neurologic. I want to give some hypertonic saline. That might help the brain. But if you do that and they already have really high or really low sodium, 
you will, that's not a good thing. You don't want to do that. That's bad. Um, so it's also a thing I don't hear, um, you talk about it too often. What's like that? Like the, the sodium. No, stuff. it's uncommon. So it seems like something that like, it's like, oh, it's sodium, whatever. That one's always normal. No. Yeah. Gloss over it. Yeah. That's the problem. It's because it's usually normal because it's so important for it to be normal. And the body tries really, really hard to make it normal. Um, which also means when it's not normal, it's really dangerous if you don't know and you don't look for it and you can't gloss over it. And the other thing I will say, and this is, this is going to sound kind of arrogant, but not all of the references that you will find are going to give you good advice. You really need to look at a critical care type reference. Like if you if you do like an older internal medicine reference, they will give you bad advice that might be harmful to your patient. For example, a patient with hypoadrenocorticism or Addison's disease. If it's really sick, it might come in with a very, very low sodium. And you can find older and maybe even newer, I don't know, you can find references um, that say to use normal saline, 0.9% saline, which has 154 millimoles per liter of sodium. And if your patient has 109 millimoles uh, per liter, which millimoles and millicolons for sodium is equivalent, you can use them interchangeably. And that's because? Tell us, Dover. Because sodium is only one. It's a monovalent, monovalent cation. Think. Is, if it's is calcium, chlorine? Cal- chloride is also, chlorine. it's a monovalent oh, yeah. anion, but calcium is a two plus and yeah. magnesium. Yeah. Is, so that's what it is. Yeah. It's the charge. It's yeah. not the, the bond. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So one milliclint, one millimole is equivalent if there is a monovalent anion or cation. And that means it's got when plus it's one. plus for a cation. When you see it floating around on the pictures. <laughs> yeah. It just says plus if it's an anion, it's got a minus. Yeah, exactly. Um, so where was I? You were talking about the bad advice from old internal. Oh yeah. Textbook. They'll say to use like a, a high salt. Can you, oh, got to correct the salt. But if you correct it too quickly in two days time, your patient might die and you won't even know about it for a couple of days. They'll seem like they're doing better and then they'll die. Cause if they get the central pontine demyelinolysis, there's a little delay, which sucks. Yeah. Isn't so, um, one of the big strong men that I, uh, follow, which one? Uh, Eddie Hall. Uh-huh. He had a problem, um, like a few, probably like six years ago now. Oh yeah. You've talked um, I think he was taking potassium supplements. Yeah, that's what you've talked about. And because he was working out a ton, sweating yeah. a ton. And um, he had to go to the hospital one day because his, his salt level, one salt level got off. I'm not sure which one of it was potassium or if it was sodium. Um, was his heart messed up? Yeah. It was potassium. His heart was messed up. And uh, he was in the hospital for like, like, I think a couple weeks. Oh, wow. Is it because like they had to no. slowly... No, with potassium, because potassium, extracellular potassium is supposed to be pretty low. So we said sodium is 140, extracellular potassium should be four. Mm -hmm. Now on the inside of the cell, potassium is really high. Um, And so, but if your potassium gets to be like double that, like eight, it will shut your heart down. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't have to, so no, you're not, it's not going to have that much of an effect on osmolality. It will kill you because it will screw up with the conductance of your heart long before osmolality Mm -hmm. is affected. How often do you have potassium problems? Quite often. Yeah. More, people are like way more aware of potassium problems than they are sodium um, because of like block cats. They will mm-hmm. get, because they can't, you're, you're supposed to pee out your sodium or your, excuse me, you're supposed to pee out your potassium. And so if you can't pee, so this dog, one of the, one of the patients that came in this week had a, a low sodium and a high potassium. So everybody's like, it's an Addisonian, but it wasn't. Um, it just had really low sodium because it hadn't been eating for a week, but was still drinking. Um, and then it got an acute kidney injury. And so it had hyperkalemia. This is my presumption. It had hyperkalemia secondary to its AKI, which fits because its kidneys got better and then it's mm-hmm. sodium normalized or it's potassium normalized. 
Um, oh, I think that is what happened. So for the the strong man, uh-huh. um, I think he was taking potassium supplements for working out because uh-huh. he's sweating so much. Yeah, and, and somebody told him that of, was a good idea. Um, and then Just he also switched his food. They had oh. like potassium instead of sodium salt oh. was a thing for a while for oh. like your heart. It's like, okay. oh, don't take sodium. Yeah. And he did both. Oh, no. And he didn't no. tell his physician that he was doing both because he didn't, he didn't know. Yeah. And then he almost killed himself. Ugh. Well, and if you're I sweating that much, you need sodium salt too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yes. If you, if you personally do this under the direction of your physician, um, don't mess around with this stuff. Yeah. But anyway, electrolytes are fun. They are. <laughs> but if you disagree and you don't think they're fun, pay attention to them. And when they're all kinds of wonky, call and ask for help. Um, and your local friendly, your friendly neighborhood criticalist will totally want to help you. I don't know if they're friendly. What? They're all very friendly. All the criticalists are so friendly. Usually they're like If you call them tired. and ask them to help you, with, well, I guess that's not true. Not all criticalists Stress. really they like. They swear a lot. Not all of the criticalists will like the electrolyte stuff. Certainly not like I do. Um, there's a lot that do, but not all of them. But they, they are legally required to know how to do this. Um, they <laughs> took a test about it and it was it, they were tested on it. So um, even if they don't love it, they'll know how to do it and they can help you with it. And then if not, just call me. And then tell me who that was so I can I think. Tease weren't they them. complaining about that question that was on? Was there? who complaining about? Didn't what? you make like a potassium problem a few years back, and mm. everybody was like, "I don't like that one." I don't. No, that doesn't no. sound familiar. Okay. No. I remember there was one that had math in it, and people were like, "This one has." Oh, math. people. Yeah, they do get mad when you have to do math. Sorry, you have to do. It's algebra. It's algebra. It's nothing is harder than algebra in medicine. Like we've never asked. It probably was some of those. Um, uh, the statistics questions where we were like you had to calculate the positive predictive value and the negative predictive value. i'm sure yeah. people complain about that one yeah and you get a calculator from like the 1930s oh whatever that's they don't need all you need is a regular little calculator a basic <laughs> function calculator he's making fun of me because he thinks i'm really really mean when i write exam questions i write yeah. the best exam questions mm-hmm. actually i'm curious to what the feedback will be from the student i, just, I only had two questions on the this last exam because it's not my course i just had one lecture um, but I'd be curious if they, cause I'm like, don't freak out about this. I'm not trying to trick anybody. Like the concepts that I emphasize are the ones I want you to know. And the two questions were like heavily emphasized in class. I was like, I want you to know this. Um, so hopefully they did, did well. I feel like they must've done well. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We haven't gotten any like death threats yet. <laughs> That's not routinely what happens. <laughs> Students are a little more professional than that. Um, but they will send you angry emails. Um, or they'll send it to somebody, but, um, yeah, that was, that was my week that my week was going to pharmacy and being like, make me a bag of fluids. And they were like, again, I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they were really cool about it though. Cause I, we don't do it that often. And I used to just make them up myself, like, um, yeah, so other you, places you where just, just like all the squeeze out some <laughs> and then add some like regular water. Well, not, yeah, it's not really, but yeah. Um, but like, I, in other places I've been, like we had all the electrolytes in bottles on the shelf, so I could just make up my own bag of fluids, but we don't have that here. And so I have to, it all has to go through the pharmacy. So I just do all the math and then I'm like, I want you to add this much of this, this much, like here's the recipe and I want you to make it. Um, so I give them the recipe and then they give me a bag of fluids. So it works out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think, they, I don't know. If, I don't know if they like that. I should ask them, do you guys enjoy doing this? Not that it's going to change whether or not I request. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter if you don't, How you still have to do this. this, but it's, you know. It is what it is. Um, 
I think I you'll think know if you one day you walk in and then there's a shelf of all the electrolytes. Hey, Bobby, we, we got, got this for you. you. <laughs> we know how much you love this, so we thought you could just do it yourself. <laughs> nah, I don't think they mind. And again, we don't come that often. I think they're just, they're not used to it. So they're like, want to make sure that it's, they're like, this is what you want. And I was like, yes, this is what I want. And here's why. And they go, okay, that sounds good. Yeah. They're really Please good about double checking. why you want this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually when I go, they're like, okay, Bobby's doing something weird, but I'm like, there's a reason. Mm. But it was funny that we had two cases in the same week where I was asking them to make up fancy black bags of fluid. So, um, but I like it when these cases come in clusters because then it helps drive home the point for people who are involved. Like, okay, it's the same concept in opposite directions. So yeah, that's the take home. I want you guys pay attention to sodium, really all your electrolytes. Also, when you run a blood test, Look at every parameter. Don't just look at the one that you were most interested in. Look at all of them. This also happened several times this week. This happened several times this week where I asked somebody, hey, what was the sodium in this patient? And then they send me a picture of the whole blood panel that was run, which was appropriate. And I'm like, hey, did you happen to look at that other thing that was way off? Don't forget to, like, I know we ran it specifically because we were worried about this thing but you have to look at everything. Like you're like, oh, the sodium's great. And you're like, okay, but the, the you know, I don't remember what it, the glucose was nothing. Like that's not okay. You have to pay attention to that. Um, so get in the habit for those of you who are, you know, still early in your career, or if not, just get in the habit. If you're not already in the habit, when you get a blood test result, like look at each and every yeah. line, especially- Do with you get the it test. on a piece of paper or is it just a screenshot? Well, that's what I was going to say. It depends on what test you're running because some of them, like a lot of the chemistries and things that you send through the big labs will print out and the reference range will be right there next to it. Yeah. Or just go through, if you have a piece of paper, go through and like and just tick everything check off. each one. Like, is this one okay? And if you don't have the reference ranges or you don't know them, make a point to have that handy or say, I need to go look at this. Um, because yeah, there are a few things I'm like, that's way off. One of us like, this is not compatible with life. Um, this is inappropriate. turns out the units in the machine were set yeah, wrong. Check your units too. That was really funny. I was like, that can't be. And it's like, oh, okay. Somebody changed that from millimeters of mercury to kilopascals. Yeah. <laughs> Those are different. <laughs> There's a, was it the, I think there's something from Mars. It was like a Mars. It was supposed to like observe the candy the, company. No, the planet. Oh. No. Um, it was a, a satellite that was going to absorb or observe the uh, weather of Mars for like 50 years or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm pretty sure minor, that's what the satellite was supposed thing. to. Um, and it was a uh, international project. Okay. Oh, I see what this is going. <laughs> there was one part where they used inches and one part where they oh, used centimeters but. and they put them together and then it crashed into oh, Mars. Oh, no. Because what? of that. This is Units, like the 90s. Man. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty big mistake. I need to mistake. find that story. That's a great story. Yeah, and it's 100% that's, because of the units is why it crashed. That's like millions of dollars probably, right? Yeah. Psh. Hundreds of thousands of dollars? No, millions. It's millions. Probably, more than, probably hundreds of millions. So, what are you, a secret millionaire? Psh, whatever. I looked over like, meh, whatever. Yeah, if you go to Mars, it's expensive. That's pocket change. Yeah. You've, I feel like you're not telling me something. <laughs> Millions of dollars. Yeah. That, I'm, so like, do people get fired for that? Like, I feel like you. I don't know. What? And that, wow. Who was using inches? Yeah. America. NASA. Well, obvi- well, kind of a few spots in like the. Most engineers UK. use inches. Really? Yeah. Most engineer people do not like the metric system because it's not, um, it's not relatable at all. 
Okay. Meaning like they can't be like, oh, that's uh, like if I want to eyeball something. Right. Yeah. I would think engineers would want to be more precise and they wouldn't be eyeballing it anyway. Or no, is that you like eyeball a, all the time. That's the problem. That's why corners are never square in yeah. the houses I buy. Gosh, yeah. darn it. Yeah, because it can't be. It's impossible. Yeah, but they could try. <laughs> now I know they're not even trying. They're it's like, close. Nah. no, it's not. There's like a huge gap between the yeah. floor and the wall. Ugh. Yeah, the, I thought the whole point was to The English precise. system is more relatable. Like, um, Not if you grow physically. up anywhere else in the world. Yeah, even then. No. Because like the... No. I mean, the metric system is... you grow up with is, like centimeters and meters, like that's what you're used to. With that. So the metric system is further off if you make it relatable. So like gravity being... If gravity, if you're trying to guesstimate things, you say it's 10, which is like... What is it? That'd be about 5% off of what it's actually is. 9.8. But yeah. what, what would you say if... What, what's gravity and not metric units? I think it's um, 32. How is that more relatable? Because it's in This is eights. gravity. Ugh. Yeah. You're such a nerd. <laughs> I disagree. Plenty relatable. Um, I understand if you're like, oh, I want to use a, like this chunk of my, like my thumb knuckle. That's an inch. Like, yeah. that's cool. But you know what? Find a different part of your body that is approximately yeah. a centimeter. <laughs> like, come on, man. Um, you just lost b- millions of dollars crashing a set in years of time. Oh, man. I have to look that one up. Yeah. I, was, I don't remember uh, that. I can't remember. It's the, the Mars orbiter or something. Yeah. Units matter. Um, math matters. You have to be able to do math. Algebra is important. Uh, ask for help. Sodium is really, really important. Pay attention to it. Measure it. Read it. Know it. Live by it. Yeah. Uh, not really. But yeah. That was <laughs> if the number looks wrong, it doesn't mean that the patient oh, actually yeah. has that. That's the other thing. Yeah. This <laughs> happened. You heard me complain test. about this a couple times this week. So um, yeah. Don't always trust the machines. Um, How does it work in the hospital? Like, um, it, like charging wise, if you run a test and it's wrong and they rerun it, do you, does you have to pay for it twice? Um, so it's not always clear. So the answer is no. Um, there are times when, so the general rule is if you run a test and it gives you a faulty result, you're going to repeat that. And the client is not going to pay for it a second time. If you run a test and you go, wow, that is so far off. We feel the need to repeat it, but it could be real. We want to double check it. Then the client might have to pay for that like verification. Um, Mm -hmm. But it would depend. You're like, I'm pretty sure this is wrong. You repeat it and you're like, oh, that was right. Okay. If you get Um, like, I know some of those things use like cartridges and stuff. Yeah. No. If you get a faulty cartridge, can you? uh, Usually the company, the company will reimburse reimburse you. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the companies are generally pretty good. Like if you get an error message or something like that, you send that to them and they, they send yeah. you the replacement bits. Yeah. Cause they're so, probably yeah. interested in knowing when the errors yeah. happened and which error it was. Yeah, yeah. That's why they usually have numbers and stuff. No, the companies are generally all really good about like, Oh, here's, yeah, we'll send you some free replacements and that kind of thing. Um, but no, that, that costs again, if it was truly like a lab error, whether it was human error or machine error, that cost will not be passed along to the client. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, who pays for that or what is going to depend a little bit on the nature of like, was it again, if it was the machine or something like that, a cartridge and like something failed, then the, the companies are really good about sending that in. If like a person did it wrong, then that service kind of the hospital sort of eats the cost of that. So, but no, it doesn't get passed along to the client. I mean, I guess in some sense it does for the fact that like those companies send you the free stuff because they've already built in the cost of this to their overall costs. Yeah. But, um, but no, like that particular client is not going to get double charged for rechecking it. But there's usually, I mean, it is an important thing to do though. Like when you get like a result and you're like, wow, this is really weird. I wasn't expecting that. You should pause for a second and be like, huh, 
what are the possible explanations? Like, I guess this patient is totally different than I thought. And yes, that's I guess possible. That healthy dog over there is yeah. dehydrated. It turns out it's actually dead. I didn't even know. I'm a really bad, you know, like pause for a second and say, the first thing is, am I going to like derail everything I thought about this case um, based on one, you know, lab result, like maybe I should question those results. I wonder how often people do case studies where it's like, look at this amazing thing. <laughs> it was just the lab result. Oh, was yeah. wrong. They don't get published. I wonder how often they try to, I don't know. Um, yeah. I doubt that would ever get published. Um, that would, that would be so, that would be so embarrassing. Yeah. That's pretty common in, um, in the physics world. Like For things some, to go like to publication and it was just like a just an artifact. machine error. Yeah. yeah. I mean, artifact is, yeah. Yeah, it's no, the fault of nobody. It's just the yeah, sort of those thing. things I think, happen. I think they discovered a planet because of that. Because somebody made a mistake, or because there was artifact, and yeah. then they looked into it, and they were like, actually, yeah, it wasn't this thing over here, yeah. but that thing over there. I'm pretty sure that's um, Uranus, that's how they discovered it. It's not a planet, Topher. What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, I th It was either that or Neptune. There was a telescope that they were looking through, and it's like, oh, these things are shifted weird. There must be a planet out there somewhere. And yeah. they looked where it should have been. With all the calculations, it wasn't there. So then they kept looking, blah, 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 blah. And then they found Eventually a planet. found something. Something then, was screwing this um, up. They realized they just needed to clean the lens of the telescope. Oh. And once they cleaned the lens of the telescope, it was Everything was everything fine. Was and they fine. never would have gone looking for the planet right, that they yeah. ended up finding. Yeah, it was so just they, a coincidence. Because they thought there was a planet there based on the, yeah. the dirty lens. I'm not sure which planet. It's either yeah. Uranus, Neptune, or Pluto. That's so funny. That they did that with. That's really funny. I mean, that's cool that they ended up finding it because they were very, we're sure there's something here. And then they find out all of that was based on an accident or, yeah. you know, somebody just hadn't dusted the lens in a while. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I mean, good job. It would have been weirder if they'd been spot on. <laughs> You're like, now I don't believe this story. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, be diligent, double check things that don't make sense. Um, and practice your math. I don't know. Those are my take home points for this two week. times two is four good job tover well practiced two times two times two is eight you are just two to the third power is eight yeah um i don't think people want to hear us keep going with this no. <laughs> i'm pretty sure not um do you okay. remember what book it is there's the character that in order to calm himself down he would double everything no go two four eight was 16. that ender's game it was I didn't remember that. It just yeah. sounded one like something that would have been in that book, and two, that's a book you like, and it was a character that, yeah. like, I know you like. You so. knew it. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, it was. It was. A, it was an educated guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I still haven't watched the those. movie for that. Oh no, we haven't. The book yeah. was really good, though. I did like that. Yeah, I didn't the movie's read it not as good as the book because they uh, Never add is. like they add they add non creepy romance to it. The romance in the book is kind of creepy. Yeah. But I didn't really read it as romance in the book. Yeah, no, it wasn't it. romance, but okay. like if you had like, put it, it in a movie, it would have been, Yeah, it would have been the romantic relationship. We'll review that movie when we see it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we have for this week. I think that was enough. Um, sorry if you now hate sodium even more than you did before. And Osmolite hypertonic. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Schmirkesbergen. Oh, I, sh <laughs> I should have done a spelling bee for you. Or yeah. All these words. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that, even though it's not a book chapter. Mm -hmm. We should do a book chapter soon. Okay. Um, thanks for listening. And I think we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.